Welcome, everyone, to Technology Expresso's Cafe Radio. I'm your host, Dave Blackman, here with our co-host, Jacqueline Sanders. Hello, everyone. And we have Mr. Alphonse Porter, BDPA Atlanta member, on the line with us today. He'll be sharing with us his recent experiences uh, in the workforce, um, uh, his, his skill set. Uh, as a SharePoint specialist, and his transition in and out of the country from uh, from international jobs back into the national workforce. Welcome, Alphonse. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing excellent. Thank you for joining us. Um, and, and thank you to our listeners. Some of you, this is uh, part two of a double header that I talked about. Um, and uh, very excited. This segment is all about radical career moves and even just the, the evolution of a career. So we're going to be dissecting you, if that's okay, Alphonse. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Excellent. I, I know. I, I, I'm trying to think back. I think we've known each other maybe three, two or three years at least. But um, it's been really refreshing because I think it's good to kind of you look at uh, someone's progression over time, some of the decisions, some of the crossroads, um, because I think that other people, it's good to hear this, because you might find yourself at a crossroads or not knowing where to turn or even finding yourself in a rut. That's something that we commonly find. And organizations like BDPA, a lot of people come to networking, a lot of people are job seekers or what they say in-between assignments um, and uh, trying to figure out what's next. So, you know, today's show, this segment of today's show is talking about uh, career moves, career decisions, and we also invite those who are listening, whether you're listening live or in the archives, you know, think about some of the things that frustrations you might be having or questions you might have. and Send those questions to us. You can send them to us in the chat room. Dave, as always, will be manning the uh, online chat room. Um, also, I'll be in Twitter uh, responding and, and answering and, and tweeting back and forth. Um, and in Twitter, we're at TechXO Cafe. And, uh, and, and, you know, will this dialogue be coming from multiple fronts? If you're on the phone, if you've dialed in or want to dial in to 714 7506 during any of our shows, you just press 1, and that tells us that you're in our call-in queue, and we'll open up the line. So um, a lot of different options. This is meant to be very interactive. I already see some guests in our chat room, so welcome to you. And like I said, if you're having career challenges, maybe you can ask us, and, and Alphonse can tell you from his experience, you know, um, what he might do or advice to you or some of the things that he has seen and experienced. So a lot of this, Alphonse, is just going to be you kind of walking us through. And so take us back, as far back as you'd like to take us, um, and, and, and um, then at different points I might interject and ask you some questions and we, we dive into it. But take us back and talk to us about your career in IT. Okay. Um. My career in IT started with I was with Lockheed Martin Corporation. Um, they hired I got hired straight out of college, and I was in the Washington D.C. area for about two or three years. Um, from there, uh, I 
I, you know, I had a good time there, but I wanted to do some work on the Joint Strike Fighter plane, which is the F-35. And so from there, I moved over to Texas, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, with Lockheed Martin. They moved me out there and got a position. And I was able to work on that, and I also did some different type of IT, meaning in D.C. I did a lot of software, but um, when I got to Texas, I did a lot more interaction with the hardware. So I, I, I did that, I think that's about three or four years. And then I wanted to move closer to my home. I'm from Ohio. So, I, you know, I knew Lockheed Martin had uh, a place here in Atlanta, so I moved here, uh, I think it was in 08. I moved here in 08 to work with the C-130. Um, during that time, you know, I've been doing different things. I've been active. I was active in uh, NASA for a little bit. Um, I've always been, you know, doing different things as far as, you know, I joined the softball team and just, you know, out of job organization. Um, and also, I'm sorry, I forgot. I also received my master's while in in, uh, in Fort Worth from SMU. I received a master's uh, of science in uh, software engineer. So with that, uh, or with that, uh, when I moved to, like I said, when I moved to Atlanta, uh, I thought that would be my big push. But it still seemed I was kind of stagnant, and. That was very disappointing because I always try to keep moving forward. Um, and then I tried different, you know, different avenues uh, within the company to to try to move forward. Um, and then I also just started doing more research outside because uh, I'm very much into IT and just researching just different things. I, uh, you know, I might be interested in. And then one thing that popped up was actually SharePoint. Uh, I knew I had a couple of friends that was already dealing with SharePoint, so I asked them about it, uh, asked for some pointers, you know, you know where can I research it. Um, they gave me some hints. So um, I started doing that. And then also, um, around that time, um, I actually uh, started being a, a member of BDPA. Uh, so I was able to be more active. Uh, I slowed down being Excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm getting, I have a little sinus, <laughs> dealing with sinus. Um, but during that time, uh, I started being active in organizations because I just had a, uh, my second son, he was a baby. So by the time I joined BDPA, he was old enough, I was able to you know, try to do more things. And I know I expressed my interest and wanted to deal with SharePoint. And, um, you know, just by doing networking and seeking you know, advice from, you know, members, of BDPA, uh, I ended up, you know, getting certified, and that was one of the uh, best things. I think that's probably, after, probably like a year afterwards. Uh, that's one of the best things that probably could have happened to me because I was gearing myself up with different, different talent that other companies would look for, and just so happened when I was looking for another job to move on from Lucky Martin being disgruntled because, like I said, I wasn't moving forward. I actually got laid off. Uh, I say what. I say July of last year, but I was, you know, I was armed with that, um, you know, I've been practicing with SharePoint, and I also had a certification. So what ended up happening is that um, I had an opportunity <laughs> to get more SharePoint experience, which just happened to be overseas. Uh, I had a friend that was out there, so uh, I decided to jump at it because that's, 
you know, I know it was a great way, obviously, to make money, that's one. Two, to get a lot of SharePoint experience. Because, um, you know, you, you work at nonstop seven, no, seven hours, seven days a week, 12-hour uh, days, a nonstop SharePoint experience and doing different things. So, you know, I went over there. Um, it's definitely interesting. Uh, you know, got a lot of experience. Um, not just, you know, SharePoint experience, just, you know, life experience, learning about the, more about the military uh, and, and obviously about people because people from all over the world is there. Um, then my time was up uh, this last, what, this last March. And then I was able to uh, come back here, and uh, I'm currently a contractor. Uh, I'm actually working with Matrix. I'm a contractor with Matrix, and I'm actually contracted out to the Fulton County School District, and I'm a SharePoint web developer there. And that's about it. I kind of <laughs> try to go fast, so uh, if you have any questions, please let me know. Wow, you you did. I don't think the audience really can absorb how much territory you cover. And you know I'm not going to let you get away with that, Alpha. So I'm going to start breaking it down. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 was a, it was a great refresher even for me. But, you know, just some, some key points. And, and I want you to also jump in where there were some, some big crossroads or lessons learned or even when you, you look back, and you may even surprise yourself. Um, so, you know, how far you've come, because I, I love the fact that, you know, you, you've called out that you started seeing yourself getting stagnant, and you took it upon yourself to start figuring out what was next. And and I, I, I can't say it enough, but I think it's always good when listeners hear it from other people, too, but um, that seems to be the nature of IT, you know, is staying fresh and, and stagnant. But that just sounds like that was something that was just natural to you. Is that true? Uh, yes, yes. Um, you know, like I said, you know, people, sometimes you know it's very easy to get comfortable in your position. You know, you're making decent money. You know, you you you're doing decent things, but that that's not something I never wanted for myself. Just to you know, you know, just to go along. I always try to strive and do more and more. And when I found myself just, you know, not being able to, not being allowed to do more, uh, you know, that definitely piqued my interest to uh, move elsewhere. And uh, it, it definitely paid off in the end. And, and, and talk to us a little bit. You, you you talked about your transition to SharePoint, but before that, what are some of the languages that you you coded in? Oh, okay. Um, I've coded in what? C, C++, uh, I did some Java, I did some XML, uh, I did some, some share, um, sorry, C Sharp. Uh, I dealt with access databases, um, trying to think. Um, of course, uh, Visual Basic, uh, I've done that. Uh, HTML, CSS, um, JavaScript. I'm, I'm starting to really get more into JavaScript and right now. I've been using CSS and HTML, HTML for a while. But the new trend going towards CSS3, HTML5, and, and, and the whole JavaScript. And I know I'm working on my certification for that. I actually need to start. I'm starting to train uh, train myself for that. <laughs> so uh, I think that's all the languages I know. And, and very, very impressive. And, you know, speaking from a, a developer's perspective, like I said, some of the, the advice has got to come from one developer to another, and, um, you know, you're already in SharePoint 
that's kind of a, a, a hot one right now. And uh, we've even had recruiters on our show that say that they have open recs that they just can't fill when it comes to, um, uh, to, to SharePoint. But you're already uh, learning and, and teaching yourself new. From a developer's perspective, how hard is it to learn a, a new language? Is it just for you? Is it just picking up a book? What do you mean when you say you're learning a new language? Um, in the past, it was just me reading books and, and doing and practicing. Uh, in the, uh, recently, what I've been doing, you know, everything has videos out there now, and so I do. I just, you know, I just take courses and, and practice. And what I've done is, you know, set up a development area for me for me to do the practice. Um, something I use that that's very valuable to me is called uh, PluralSites.com. I think that's a, a very it's a great site uh, for any developer. Um, it's a I think a twenty nine dollar a month membership or forty nine dollar a month membership, um, which is it's not too much um, because uh, I do definitely believe in investing in yourself, and you should always want to get better at your trade. So I use those sites, and then um, I I look up a topic, and you know just you know almost like sitting in the classroom. Um, I, I learned it, and then I practice in my development area. Um, I recently um, I have a, a Office 365 development area that I, I definitely could work in, and I also have a, a, a Visual Studio on my on my computer. So uh, I make sure I have the, the tools to to practice. Um, and tell us, what was that website that you you said again? Would you spell that for us? Uh, it's a uh, it's a plural sites. P L U R A L S I G H T S dot com. It has that it has everything on there. Um and actually I picked that up when I was in over in, in, in Afghanistan. Uh, a lot of contractors use that over there and once I, I started using it I actually got hooked on it. It's just you could be on there all day. If you if you a, a, a techie like I am, you, you could be on there all day looking for different things. Absolutely. And, and, you know, so, you know, a, a couple of tips that I think that are important, something that you said is, is, first of all, investing in yourself, investing in your your career is so important. And I think you said that that was plural site, uh, P-L-U-R-A-L-S-I-G-H-T. Was that dot com? Did I get that right? Yeah. Right, that's correct, okay. dot com. Okay. Um, and we'll be we'll be doing some research on that and uh, sharing that with our um, audience as well. But and the other thing is is that you it, you're very um, keeping your eyes and ears open. And when you hear someone else or someone's giving advice or someone else is doing something, you're picking up on that. And that's how you stay up with the, the competition. Find out what other people are doing and saying and using. What's their their secret ingredient? Um, and and, and research it. And, and here we have it right up in front of us, uh, pluralsite.com, uh, and it's uh, training. It provides different training and uh, with for a small fee, which is an investment in yourself. So, so thank you for sharing that with us, um, as well as investing um, in – go ahead. Yeah, but um, go, going back to um, um, picking up on what you said as far as uh, keeping my ears open, you know, some things I, I did, um, like when I first got back, I went on a couple of interviews um, and the jobs I didn't get. Um, I made sure I got feedback. 
I made sure I talked to him. And, and by doing that, actually that's how my eyes got open to the um, Office 365 development area. Before I was just, you know, working on a VM, a SharePoint uh, 2013 VM development area. But then by talking with that person, uh, a certain guy I interviewed with, I didn't get the job. But he still, I still talk with him about some things that, some trends that he sees coming, and and you know some things that would, would benefit me. Um, so I, even though I, I didn't get the job, I still took some valuable lessons out of that interview. And so uh, I, I think people should realize that when you go into an interview, you know, make sure you have a good communication and make sure you take something out of it, even if you don't get the job. You, I, I'm glad that, that you um, you jumped in and highlighted that because that, that's such a good point as well. And, you know, something, you know, the underlying message there too is you got to put yourself out there. You may not get every job that you apply for. You may not hit it out of the park, but you got to practice. you got to have that feedback loop. you got to adjust, and each time you'll just keep getting better and better. Practice makes perfect, as they say. And that applies in interviewing, too. So um, because, as I mentioned, we talk to, we um, uh, have a lot of listeners, we network with a lot of people who come to us who are looking for a job, looking for the next opportunity. A lot of it is the work that you've got to do on yourself in order to make yourself ready for that, that opportunity, um, that continuous education, that polishing, that honing your skill. You can get out of practice to interviewing. And while you're, um, you may be on a job for, for several years um, and then you get back into the interview market, other people have been honing their skills and getting better at it. And then you've got college students flooding the market. So the competition is a little bit harder. So you've got to keep upping your game. That is, you know, I can't talk about other industries, but that is the nature of IT. You've got to stay up on your game. And it's one thing that you've got a good-looking resume and you're doing that, that self-learning and filling up your resume, but if you can't talk the talk and live up to that resume, then you're not going to close the deal. I always say the resume gets you the callback and gets you scheduled for the interview. But you, it's your presentation. Absolutely. You have to remain, and the key word here is relevant. Mm-hmm. As, as you just mentioned, you get into a position and you're in that position for quite a while. The languages change. Phrases change. Technology changes. Your skill set, your core, your core functionality changes. It, the language changes. The names change. And you have to remain relevant. There's no better way to remain relevant in technology today than to be a part of BDPA and connecting with us here at Technology Expresso that, that brings all these technologies and individuals together in one place to talk about technologies today and the next trend, as Alphonse mentioned, SharePoint, virtualization, Windows Server, JavaScript, SQL, Oracle, all these technologies change names constantly and the technology changes and you've got to remain relevant. You've got to constantly update your resume, as Alphonse mentioned, to remain relevant and to, to draw the attention of those potential employers that, hey, this person is sharp. However, the language and their skill sets are a little old. You've got to remain relevant and you've got to stay connected. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you, Alphonse. Um, and one of the things that I want to ask you about is let's talk about um, interviewing and, and maybe some of the, the tips and tricks that, that you've kind of honed over the years. But 
let's back up even when you, you first got out of college and you got in Lockheed because some we, we get a lot of listeners who just have that hard time locking that very first job. What, did you have any particular uh, tip or trick as far as when you're coming out of college, how to lock that first job? Because a lot of people would, I mean, would envy Lockheed. That's, that's, that's a great first gig. Can you talk about that? Uh, the tricks, honestly, I was just, I was just being myself. Um, um, they brought me in and actually had multiple interviews at a career service center and they have multiple interviews and I, honestly, I just, you know, went down my, my resume and, you know, this is what I was trying to do moving forward. Uh, I, I think that helped. They wanted to see me, they was, uh, they was happy that I like challenges, you know, and I wanted to strive for it. So um, I definitely think that helped. Um, but as far as also, the interview process has changed, um, as you guys mentioned. Um, before, like I say, it was mostly mostly talking. Uh, but uh, more in recent years, actually, the interviews I've been on, uh, you, you you do a lot more coding. Um, there's a lot more, okay, well, show me this, this, and this. And so you definitely have to know everything, you know, in quick, fast, and hurry, and solve the issue quick, fast. You know, you can't just know it a little bit. You have to know what you um, what you're putting down your resume and explain it. Absolutely. So, so not only are you do you need to be a jack of all trades, can skim the surface on a lot of different technologies, you also have to be able to drill down in these particular areas. Because when you get stuck, you're going, to need, you're going to need to do the drill down. Uh, the, the resources may not be, be available to solve those detailed problems, and you've got to be able to dig in there and fix the problems so you can keep the ball moving. And, and you know, that one of the things, a very valid point about your, your resume, because I often see people who want to come, would you fix my resume? Would you would you tweak my resume? Would you change my resume? Um, you you got to be able to again, like I said, you got to be able to talk the talk to the resume. So you know that that's funny that you're saying that, Alfonso. They say, well, okay, on your resume it says X, Y, and Z. Okay, show me. How would you do this? How would yeah. you do this problem? Um, and, and that's not only you know I'm sure very specifically with coders and developers. But you'll even see that whether it's testers or business project managers, but that comes in the form of show me your portfolio, show me a sample of your work, and then them asking questions. I've seen people shut down interviews. If they ask you a question about even an acronym on your resume, and I had a lady that said, I really don't know. It shut down one of our interviewers, and there was no getting past it. So you need to be able, that resume really needs to represent who you are and what you can do. Um, there's no more of the fluffing the resume. I think the interviewers have figured that out yeah. and gotten burnt. So now they're, 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 they're trying to do their due diligence in these interviews. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to fluff up a resume and make it look, all, you know, look really good and having someone helping you with your resume. But test it out to make sure you can talk to it. Because I've given people that advice. I won't change your resume. I'll make recommendations. But I'm not the one that's got to go in the interview. Absolutely. You do. So I think that that's so and, – and um, I'm glad that you pointed out that, you know, interviewing has changed. And, you know, Alphonse, I think in your – being humble in your answers, a lot of times I can 
hone in on different things that you said, but when I asked you about when you got your, your first job and you were talking about being yourself, but being yourself, you know, so important is that you being in the right place and you taking advantage of even the career center. I find too often young people in college, they think that I'll get the degree and the jobs will come. You've got to start, I say, as early as sophomore year. Start doing that legwork, getting engaged in your career centers, um, going to job fairs, practice going to interviews, um, mock interviews, things that, that something that um, our organization, BDPA, offers in some of our workshops. Um, start practicing so that senior year, you're already engaged and got some things, you know, in the pipeline, understand how the system works. Um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. You can't go four years and then wake up with a piece of paper in your hand and think that the first job you apply for, that you're going to get it. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's important for us seasoned professionals, us, Alphonse, and other members in BDPA, reach out to our young people because they are actually, they're going to hear the same thing that their parents have been telling them, <laughs> but, but they don't want to hear it. They, you know, you have these filters, you know, coming out of college, you have these filters, some of us, and, and, and you, you shut down to what your parents are saying, and you interact with other professionals, and you hear the exact same thing. Then years down the road, you tell your parents, well, they said the same thing, mom and dad, that you said. But <laughs> since it was you, we weren't really, <laughs> I wasn't really listening. So it's the, it's the same thing, but we got to interact with the individuals out there so they can get past that filter that they're, that they're not hearing, that they're not able to hear their parents. It's the same thing. And there's individuals, as Alphonse mentioned, that get comfortable in one position, and they, they just want to settle in right there. Well, Alphonse is the exception to the rule. We're the exception. And a lot of people that we meet are the exception to the rule. We're, we stay hungry. So we, want, we, we get a little, we get a little experience, then we want more. And we can't always get more in that same position. So many times, more often than not, you have to go out to move up, and if you decide to, then you can come back in, if you want to come back into that same company. But you mostly, for the, major, the majority of the time, you have to move out in order to move up. Absolutely. And, and let me ask you right. um, a question there, uh, Go ahead. Hold on. Let me uh, have a quick comment on um, something you both, both you said. Um, um, you're correct as far as uh, – as far as being in college, I'm sorry, I, I did gloss with the fact I was in Nesby, uh, in organizations, actually, you know, starting my sophomore or junior year. And honestly, I was dragged in by my roommates. And because they was already in, like, different organizations, but I wasn't in an organization. I was just, you know, just doing, you know, going to class or what have you. And then, but by them being an organization, the president and everybody reached out to me because I was a computer science major, and so they needed more. And I just ended up being more active, and through the BN organization, I ended up getting a, um, an internship, actually. I was in Phoenix, Arizona for a summer. So all that is from, you know, being involved in the organization, and I'm sure that helped me get uh, get, in, get into the door with uh, liking more than my interviews. Um, also, with the whole comment about um, staying hungry um, and, and not being stagnant, the um the point where I, where I got when I got laid off, <clears throat> I wasn't I was kind of concerned, but I wasn't too concerned because I knew I built up my skills by then. But there were some people that was with me that was stagnant. They didn't know what they was going to do. 
You know, and if they got that letter, they were just hoping they'll get picked up by the company. And if, you know, worst case scenario, they have to move across country with the same company. And, and I wasn't in that position per se. I mean, I could have tried to, you know, stay in Atlanta, but they their only hope was to stay with, you know, like he. And by staying hungry, um, I made sure I wasn't linked to the company. You know, so uh, that's, that's definitely something you always have to keep in mind. Excellent. And for our listeners, would you tell them what is NSBE? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, National Society of Black Engineers. Awesome, awesome. And you started that out in college. So shout out to them. And I, I know that uh, uh, BDPA has been doing some collaboration with, with NSBE. So, um, you know, and like you said, it, maybe a roommate pulled you in but even that, which led to the internship, the fact that you were open-minded enough to, to travel, where did you say your, your first internship was? It was uh, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. In, in Phoenix. And that's something that, again, love hearing your story and sharing it with people because I, I, I like to plant that seed. Sometimes you've got to move. Sometimes you've got to move away from family and friends and get out of your comfort zone. You know, we always talk about leaning into discomfort. Young people, believe it or not, sometimes can be closed-minded. They want to be around their friends. Um, or they, they think that if they go too far from, from mom and dad. But this is the time to go ahead and spread your wings and to get a taste of other opportunities, other places. Um, and it, and it, it demonstrates itself even on your resume, the open-mindedness. Could you ever imagine that that first um, internship where you were traveling to a new place that that later on you'd be on this radio show talking about tra- coming back from Afghanistan? I mean, can you even imagine? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> but but I mean that all you know there there's a theme there, and that that's the funny part when you dissect and look back and even take the opportunity to, to look at your lessons learned that uh, it's ironic how some of those seeds get planted early on, and some of it just comes from being open-minded. And, and young people have to sometimes think about, whether it's young and even, I, I dare say, even our mature audience, sometimes it means getting up and moving. One of the things Dave and I spoke at a panel at DeVry, we had a lot of young people that were interested, I think, in, in gaming technology, and, and they wanted to code for, for gaming. That's a great dream, but you may not be able to launch that here in Atlanta. You might have to go to, to California, to the West Coast, uh, to uh, Silicon Valley, where that's where the majority of the jobs are. There may be a trickle here, but that's where you'll get the majority of exposure, even if you get it and come back. So, again, I'm I'm using you, and that's why I talked about bold career moves. Some people are really stuck. They they really get stuck, and if the, you know, putting their resume out and they don't get an answer from um, uh, the, you know, their first couple of resumes that they send out, then they start getting in this this slump, and and my thing is then it's time to try something different, and sometimes it requires doing something bold, 
you know, something uncomfortable. Absolutely, and, and that, that's a great segue to something we always say just about every show that we do, um, and that if, 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 uh, if you're the smartest one in your circle, then you've got to expand your circle. Actually, it was said that you need to change your circle, but we augmented that because the individual, you don't want to leave your circle. You don't want to leave your people. And that's, that's a common theme. You hear that a lot of uh, people that are professional that have so-called made it. We don't want to forget where we're from. And it doesn't mean you have to leave who you grew up with. It means you have to step away. And sometimes you have to step away and, and, and reach out to, to get exposed to those new uh, experiences, to those new technologies, and then bring your people along and expose them to those technologies and to those experiences and those opportunities. You've got to get out there and spread your wings and then share that information with your circle. And let me get a shameless plug in here for the National Society of Black Engineers. They are at www.nsbe.org, National Society of Black Engineers. Look at what they've done for Alphonse here and, 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 and his capabilities and everything that he has learned through his aggressiveness and through his educational experiences and work and work experience. Go out there, check out uh, what they do, get involved. And, and I'll, I'll say also that um, follow them on Twitter. They're at NSBE, and, and our very own Juan E. Gilbert uh, is a follower of NSB. So, so follow them uh, as well as Technology Expresso is a follower. Um, and now I want to circle back to Alfonso's question. You seem like uh, early on you were surrounded by some people who gave you advice. You kind of uh, followed, listened, picked up things. Um, can you talk about maybe have you had career coaches or mentors or um, how, who are some other people that have helped you along the way and, and gotten you exposed to some of the different opportunities? Um, in, in the beginning, I just happened to have some some very good friends that was that have people pushing them the right way, meaning you know go towards the organizations. Uh, me, I was an accomplishment. You know, okay, I'm going to college. I know it'll be computer science, but I didn't think about you know joining organizations. Um, a lot of my friends. Uh, I'm sorry, one segment of my friends, they was involved in uh, something called inroads, which was for high school students and to get different exposure. Um, what ended up happening is that, let's see, my sophomore year, I ended up moving in with two of the guys that was in inroads. And then they introduced me to more people that was in inroads when they was in high school. And, of course, they was already in other organizations, you know, uh, uh, throughout college. And then, you know, just talking to them, you know, explain how it would help. And then, you know, I took their advice um, and, and went with it. And all those guys are, are very successful today with, you know, uh, different companies, you know, Toyota, um, uh, P&G, I mean, which is uh, Procter & Gamble, uh, some of those with Goodyear, you know, just, you know, I have friends all over that, you know, all over the country just because I was pulled into that um, circle. And so that's what I relied on. Actually, Pretty much what I where I relied on, um, and then I you know I have some other friends. We just talk a lot, you know. I'm saying you know we just say you know what you trying to do, you know what do you think is the best way? Um, here's the situation, um, you know what you think is the best way to you know go about it or solve it as far as advancing my career or doing doing whatever. 
Um, but but as you guys keep mentioning, um, something that I, I do, you have to listen. Um, you can't say, well, you know, okay, whatever you say, and still do things your way. Sometimes just listen to the advice and give it a try. Um, and, and that you know that that helped me throughout my career. Absolutely. You you don't know where that uh, that good advice is going to come from. But, you know, also, too, you've got to make sure, and, and David was saying this as well, make sure that your your friends are talking about the things that interest in the things that you're interested in, going places, trying new things, pushing themselves, um, you, know, you know, having a career path in general. I often say great careers don't just happen. Um, you know, you've got to plan them out. You've got to, you've got to have a plan. You've got to do your research, do your homework, you got to invest, all of those things in order to have a, a career and to what we call recession-proof your career because otherwise um, you're going to be on the, the wrong end of the digital divide and the uh, information um, revolution, I call it, that, that's uh, happening right now. And, and there's one other thing, and then we can kind of uh, – uh, well, let me stay with one, one part of this too. You continued with the, the networking. You're part of uh, Atlanta BDPA, but you're also a part of, I believe it's um, technology, Technologists of Color. I, I think I said that right. Can you talk about some of the other, and, and the meetup, because uh, I remember you introduced meetup for the first time kind of conceptually to BDPA. Can you talk about that, networking? Uh, yeah, networking is is. A very important part uh, of of how I got to where I am. Um, to be because to be honest with you, I mean I have to uh, give a special thanks to you, Jacqueline, because when I joined um, uh, BDPA, uh, we you know we started doing those different groups, and you actually had different suggestions for me. And actually, you know, I follow a lot of those suggestions, and like you said, you had that that path, and you create that plan, and every every step. That, that I have taken was according to the plan, and it, and it worked. Uh, me and my wife, we laugh about it now. Um, you know, how I said, I, okay, how I sat down and said, okay, I'm going to get my certification. And while working on experience, and go through my job and try to find different ways to get more experience. And then from there, okay, I go to Afghanistan, get experience. A year later, you know, I come back, I'm, I'm going to be making more money. Um, I'm, of course, I make a lot of money in Afghanistan, but when I come back, I'll be making a lot more money than I am now. And it happened exactly the plan. <laughs> every, every, we, we just we can't believe it. We're like, okay. So everything works out. Um, um, as far as networking, uh, like I said, BDPA um, is great. It's a great, it's a great organization. Uh, definitely teach you uh, career, career lessons that everyone needs to learn. The technology of color is... It's, it's, it's more, it's a, it's a very organic organization. It's more just people, you know, in IT, um, we, uh, everyone's of color, and just getting together and just, you know, talking about different aspects of IT. Um, there's, uh, there's all different kinds of uh, people there. I've only been to, what, one or two meetings since I got back from Afghanistan, um, but, I, you know, I've attended in the past. Um, the one I went for this year, it was it was something about startups. There's some people who, who was uh, some entrepreneurs there, so uh, that was that was great. Meetup is, is a huge tool. Uh, it, it's you have all kinds of groups. Uh, I mean, of course, you have your social groups, but you also have your, you know a lot of IT groups. Um, there's some I have. I'm, I'm a part of 
the groups, but I haven't been able to attend just because of timing issues. But there's like a you know, Office 365 group I'm a member of that I'm definitely planning on attending uh, a couple of their meetings just to you know discuss different Office 365 aspects. Uh, we can share our experiences. I'm sure some things they can learn from me, some things um, I can learn from them. Uh, there's also like a Atlanta SharePoint meetup group that I will go to, but that's, whew, that's like, you know, it's like on uh, somewhere in Gwinnett County where they meet, and it's almost impossible for them to get there on a weekday. But uh, meetups are, are, are very, very, very good, um, in my opinion. Um, I'm always, I always get little, because uh, when you set up a meetup, you know, you, you put in your interests, and you'll get emails about new groups that have started that's according to your interests. So I get a lot of emails, and I decide if I want to keep track or not. Um, but uh, that's it. Absolutely, yes. Um, as you mentioned, meetup, www.meetup.com. And as a matter of fact, uh, uh, we had a, a recent meetup that we weren't able to make with the technologists of color on Thursday down at the uh, Five Seasons down on uh, seasons, here right. in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> we missed out on I was I was a little under the weather and we weren't able to make that one, but we made our presence felt uh, uh, through uh, social media and we will be at the next one. Yes, definitely. You know, and, and there's another thing because again I, I was talking about Alphonse how you are so humble, but you don't even realize. And and I want to underscore something else. People who are listening and and other developers who are are listening, young people. Notice that you're even you being on this radio show. What it, what it comes to mind for me is that there's a lot of people who have the hard skills, but don't necessarily have the soft skills. Especially some of our coders and our developers. And I want to um, point that out. That this, the fact that you've been you've making sure that you're well rounded and have the the full package. Was that just something natural for you, or how did that come about? Because I, I, I dare say that even in your repertoire, it's teaching. Can, can you talk about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have done um, some teaching. Um, the way I just went about that because um, it's because I love IT, to be honest with you. Uh, there was nothing, I don't know if it's, <laughs> yeah. It was nothing that the one language stuck out to me that was so much better than the other one that I, that I hated. I just wanted to stick with one. Um, it was, okay, I learned a new language. Uh, I, you know, did I hear about another inter- a language and find out what it could do? And if it's interesting to me, okay, let me pick it up, see, and let me play around with it. It just, my curiosity um, um, more than anything uh, of how I, I've done that. Uh, I'm sorry, do you have a second part of that question? I'm sorry, I, I think I missed it. You know, no, I was just talking about the, the fact that you're well-rounded and having both the soft skills and as well as the hard skills. And sometimes we get people, especially some of our, our coders and developers, who kind of neglect their soft skills. So I was just wondering how you kind of honed yours, or was that something you consciously did, or is it just just natural for you? Uh, just Just natural. I you know I just always had no issues talking with people, so um, that that definitely you know just natural. Um, and and, and that, yeah, that is great. No, but um, as far as that's that's one um, I said stigma with uh, um, 
some developers that you know you know get too you gotta have confidence but um you shouldn't be overly confident and be standoffish and make it up become standoffish um you know i i've def, definitely dealt with situations where um the confidence become too cocky and that definitely um you know interferes like you said uh, the communication and you you there could be an issue just getting things done so um, my my opinion, you should always, you know, definitely be humble. Everybody wants to get together and, um, you know, just, just try to get the job done. But, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one thing about the IT world. Um, some developers, uh, uh, in the past that I've ran into, some would, would definitely look down on you if they don't think you're up to par as, as far as in the smarts with your skills. So um, that's definitely something, just, just one of the things dealing with IT. No, absolutely. It, it, it's about being well-rounded, and, you know, the, the soft skill will take you a long way. You can be very book smart and, and, and know your, your craft and have those hard skills, but if you aren't a good communicator, you're not necessarily going to be a good team player or be seen that way. Or, honestly, you just might be misunderstood. You may be great at all of that, but uh, people may take things the wrong way if you're not a good communicator. If it's natural, that's great, and, and you're blessed. If not, it's, that's just one more thing you have to work at. So, um, you know, as, as you're getting the different languages and, and uh, development tools under your belt, don't neglect the, the soft skills as well, the, the speaking. Um, and, and I dare say, going to these networking events and going to BDPA, they're not just so that you can look for your next job. Go there and practice your communication skills. Go there and, and reach out and, and be outgoing. You know, a, a lot of people, too, nowadays because they're working from home, they, they don't have to communicate with, with people other than on the phone. So you get out of practice. So those face-to-face networking events that for um, our, our home contractors and uh, work-at-home people, get out there. They're, they're great opportunities to, to talk to people, uh, hear their story, share your story. And I, I don't want to. I also want to underscore the fact that you give back, and, and the teaching is one of the ways you get back. And one ways to even, um, you know, re um, what do I want to say, um, reinforce your skills is through teaching. So it's something I do as well. And and so um, kudos to you for that. But I, I I do now want to to transition. Let's dive into this Afghanistan trip. How did you find out about it uh, when you when you went over there? What was tell us the good, the bad, the ugly. Tell us about this Afghanistan adventure. Um, I like I said, I had um actually a couple friends uh, who, who went over there. Actually, they went over there. I say 2010, and I was wanting to get over there, and it just wasn't the right time for me to get there. Um, but then I, like you said, I, I mean, I ended up going with last year, you know, I went through an interview process. Uh, it, it was definitely different because a lot of those contractors have military backgrounds. Uh, you know, they just retired military and they ended up contracting. And so they know how everything works. I was coming from, you know, from a different, you know, non-military background, trying to understand how the military works. And, you know, it's a different ball game, um, as far as, you know, the different sections and um, who they listen to. I had to get everything down. Like, oh, I didn't know 
you know, what's the S1 between the S3? Uh, okay, I define, all right, that's what the S1 does, which is basically like human resources. And But they just use numbers, you know, what's S7, what's, you know, what's that? And they expect you to know it. And there also is a lot of acronyms. So uh, that that was interesting. Um, something with the, oh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the I say the bad is just um, you know of course being away from my from my family uh, that that was the hardest part you know but I knew um, there was a goal that um, I had to meet and it, it was a it was a sacrifice that not only I had to make but of course my family had to make because they had to be without me for so long and continue to do stuff um, uh, it was different I'm just living <laughs> you're living with people. That you know they grew up different, um, so you, you know you gotta deal with the baby habits are different. Put like that <laughs> among the people. Um, then there's one big bathroom, so it's like almost like a big dorm room. Um, well, so I, then like a couple times uh, I stayed in places where the bathroom was in a whole separate building, like up the road. So if you had to use the bathroom at night, you had to pull your shoes, go over some gravel, and, and, and then go to the restroom. And of course, you always have to have your shower shoes with you. Some people didn't, but that wasn't recommended. You should always use shower shoes uh, in the in the area. Um, you know, at first, the uh, the initial incoming when we first got that, I had to get used to that. Hear the sirens go off, um, but I eventually got used to that. It, it quieted down where I was at, but when I heard them again, uh, you know, I, I was okay. Um, but I mean, also good. Um, of course, the learning is good. The experience, meeting different people. Like you know, I had conversations with some some guys from from Kenya. We were just talking, just having you know some some people from Nepal. You know, and, it, and it's it's just interesting. I met people from all over the world, and um, it it was uh, it was quite an experience. I mean, I I got to ride. Um, I was able to ride in the Blackhawk. Helicopters. I mean, who, who would ever, who ever thought they would do that? You know, so I did that. You know, I rode a helicopter at night and during the day. You know, I've been on the on, on the runways, um, seeing helicopters land, planes land. Um, um, I think I mentioned to you, I actually, uh, I actually stayed in a place where um, for a little bit where the lone survivor was uh, shot at, where those guys were based out, and I'm called uh, Jahalabad. So I, I was there for a minute. Um, it, it was it was something I never forget. Um, I tell you that. I bet yeah, that was quite an experience, and it, it, it and I can relate totally to that. I spent two tours over in the Middle East, one in Saudi Arabia and one in Kuwait at uh, uh, Al Jabbar, and your experiences mirror that of, uh, of of mine as well. And and as a civilian too, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed, and and my kudos to you. And I know those experiences you'll you'll value for the rest of your life. But they do teach you how to relate. To different types of people because you get you get an international exposure and it really changes you and it changes your outlook on life and it it, it changes your outlook on other individuals and you treat others with a little bit more respect as a as a result of that and appreciating all the different cultures and the different places that people can be from you never know you, you know you can't talk to everyone 
um, um, the same, and it really changes you and it really broadens you. So kudos for experiencing that uh, and surviving it as well and coming back and, and sharing those experiences with us, Alphonse. Uh, uh, thank you. But, um, and also, yeah, there's the people you meet, I mean, yeah, like you set aside just the international people, the people from all different walks of life, uh, you know, some things, some of the stories I heard about people in, in their family situation. Um, so, I mean, some guy, I mean, there's one guy say him and his, uh, I think like two brothers was living above a store for years. I forgot how big the apartment was, very small. Then, you, you know, you hear about people who say their sister or whatever was, you know, molested or whatever, and just them dealing with that. Or some people say, well, I just like my entire family. You know, I just, you know, came here just to get away from them. So it is, wow. it was, it's some situation you, you heard like, man, you, you know, it's something that you would think you hear in a movie or read, reading a book, but, you know, it, it's very real. And, you you know, to come in contact with uh, people with those type of experiences was, was definitely uh, interesting. And, and, you know, one of the things that I, I want our listening audience to also understand is now when someone sees your, your resume and here is a civilian you made a, that you, you took that bold opportunity to go to Afghanistan to hone your skills with SharePoint. That tells me that that's a very flexible person, a very open-minded person, um, someone that, you know, can adjust to a lot of different environments. I dare say, you know, you, you can adjust to any type of team, especially an international team. And so you, you really just opened up just your resume just speaks volumes to you taking that opportunity. Um, and, and, and now I think that you, you're reaping those, those benefits. So people have to understand, it's not just the, the, the dollar signs for that one-time opportunity. You really demonstrated uh, just uh, how, how bold and, and that, that you're willing to go out there, you know, for your career and, and ultimately for your family too. Um, and, you know, I do say, you know, I, I wonder how your boys take you being away. I know that that was kind of hard, but, wow, I mean, they really have to be impressed with Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they they, they would tell stories. Um, I heard about, heard about them telling the teachers when I was in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. And also, so yeah, my my dad's back from Afghanistan. He did that, and did that. So, uh, yeah, they're very very impressed with uh, what I've I've done. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah, I went over there. I mean, when I, when I went over there, I had a plan. Uh, of course, money was a big th- was a big thing. Um, you know, I thought, okay, I get, there's a lot of money. I could do this, and we could do whatever for the family. Um, but also, like I say, it was the the career. I was like, I know. The t- the type of things that I would be um, put in front of, the type of things I would experience as far as with SharePoint, um, yeah, I could have did it here, but it taking a little bit longer. The, going over there, I it threw, I basically was thrown into the fire, and so and that's what I wanted. Just like okay, throw me in the fire and let me get all the experience I could could soak up, and and, and make sure make sure that experience benefit me in the future, and it definitely has. Understood, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, I really enjoyed our conversation, as I knew I would in the time it flew, you know, just like when we, we bump into each other, when we're out networking, BDPA events and, and various things. It, it, it's so great to talk to you, Alphonse. And I, as humble as you are, I don't think you realize 
what a great role model you are. What an example uh, of, you know, a black man making it happen. So um, I really just want to say, you know, kudos to you. And I'm hoping that our listeners also get inspiration. That's, that's why we um, have our guests on. We want to inspire you to innovate, to take your career to the next level, to pursue whatever your dream is. Um, I, I said it to Alphonse maybe two, three years ago. He took it to heart. You know, great careers don't just happen. You've got to plan, work the plan, and it will come to fruition. Um, and uh, you're, you're a living example, and I really appreciate you sharing your story. Um, maybe you think it's no big deal, but it is a big deal, I think, that uh, not only your family, your, your boys will benefit too. Uh, when they start looking at their opportunities, they'll really see that, hey, it's a, it's a big world out there. Go ahead and, and take advantage of it. We no longer have the limitations that, that we've had in the past, so, so go for it. You know, why not? And, and to our, our listening audience, we thank you for staying with us for this double feature today. Uh, we've got um, some guests in our uh, chat room. We, um, I hate that you guys didn't work bold and, and ask a couple of questions there, but you can continue the conversation if you want to text us later. I'm still in, uh, on, on Twitter as well, um, and you can also email us. But, no, we're, we're just, we're just uh, messing with you. We know that uh, sometimes you just want to listen and absorb, but we hope you got something great out of today's show. And um, So, everyone, thanks again for being a part of this show with us. Uh, you can, as Jacqueline mentioned, you can listen to our archives at www.technologyexpresso.com, and that's E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O. And thanks again, Alphonse, for joining us today. Continue to listen, and, hey, our door and our mic is always open to you. Anytime you have anything to share, we'll open it up and have you on. Or if you, anyone that you meet or know has a story to share, um, let us know. We'll have them on. So we look forward to continuing to watch your journey and, um, and, and, and cheering you on. And we're always here for you and your friends as well. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the compliments. It, it's been my pleasure. Awesome. Uh, well, to our audience, thank you, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Continue to listen, learn, leverage, and launch. Thank you, everyone.